0: You're tuned into news across the galaxy where they talk all things LA Galaxy with the Nag Boys. Let's start nagging. Okay, that's cool, that's cool. Yeah, so I I have that one too. Nice. And we are live. News Across the Galaxy presents The Midweek Show. I'm your host, Brian, and next to me, as always, is Mr. Egezuniga. How you doing, sir? Hey, man, you see, I'm still hanging out in the void over here because,
1: you know, it's one thing to be like an MLS team, but to be an MLS Next Pro team in an Open Cup, I don't matter, man. (laughs) So I'm still hanging out in the void until Vanny gets out of here.
0: Hey, and we have two special guests all the way from the East Coast representing Charlotte Fan TV. It is Lee and JT. How you gentlemen doing?
2: Good, We're man. We're doing How y'all real doing?
3: good, y'all. <laughs> no, I'm
2: just kidding, man. We're doing good. We're doing good. How you doing, Lee? All right, man. Just uh, out here enjoying the weather.
3: Beautiful. I want you to stand still, dude. Stand still. Just stand still. Stop <laughs> moving. I'm antsy. I'm very antsy,
2: man. I'm, I'm not used to this stuff.
0: <laughs> sure, well, you l- let me ask you guys a quick question then to start off the show all right. how did uh clt fan tv come about go ahead jt <laughs> well lee
3: uh a dear dear uh cousin of mine uh called me up he knew i did video work and basically as soon as the team was formed he he went on all the socials and grabbed clt fc fan tv He's from England originally, loves the Premier League, as so many people do now, but it has you know, been a huge Tottenham fan forever. And so he knew about fan TV and Arsenal fan TV over there, and it was blowing up on YouTube, and it's just fun to watch. And the main point is he wanted to be involved with the club, but he didn't want to be in one of the supporters' groups as in like a leader of that. He wanted to do his own original thing. He saw Arsenal fan TV. He knew I did video. We got together and, and we got established as soon as they named the team.
2: Is that right, Lee? Uh, yeah, that's that's spot on, actually. I'm I'm impressed.
0: <laughs> and um we actually asked some of our viewers uh if they had any questions for you guys, and there's actually a couple. Uh, let's, let's start with one from uh our listener Bangabang seventy seven on Instagram. He asks, how has your supporter culture evolved from when it first started?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'd say we've been pretty good out the gate. We've had a lot of supporters groups that get established, you know, and they've all kind of taken on separate roles. Um, they really work hard. The TIFO, there's the royal family that is the collective of the supporter groups. And, um, yeah, man, it's just, you know, that and it's a new shiny toy in Charlotte, man. So the fans are all there. Um You know, at the beginning of the year, I was a little worried because we were starting to lose some games there, much like yourself. And uh, I was worried about the stadium being empty. But um, so far, so good, man. We're averaging at least 30,000 a game.
0: That's actually not even bad (laughs) for MLS. That's that's not bad bad at all. Uh,
3: Can I say something about the supporters groups too, though, is that they, uh, come rain or shine, I think they've been the same the whole time. And for for people from North Carolina, you know, used to go to Baker America State and watching NFL, you know, the, the Panthers games compared to the supporters groups right behind the goal and having the councils and having the TFOs in the March. And we got lucky enough that DT, David Tepper, you know, bought a lot, you know, I don't know, a half mile from the stadium. It's a big gravel lot. And he said, supporters groups, you can have this to tailgate which is a football thing. So we have a huge tailgate of all the different supporters groups, plenty of fun for the kids, games, music, ultra stuff, plenty of beer, obviously. But they're like, hey, this is yours to use however you want. And that's every single – and anyone who wants to come to those, that area can come there. And so we've, we've taken the Carolina style and the supporters
0: groups, which I didn't even know about with soccer – and it's, it's just awesome. It's so great. Yeah, from this side, um, because we're not used to seeing a lot of the southern states uh, take with the game of soccer as much, like, let's say, us in California or, like, in the East Coast. And it's kind of amazing to see that in a town that's very into the Panthers and into college football and stuff like that, to accept the game uh the game of soccer it's actually beautiful to see and it actually helps the the league grow just because there's more eyes on watching those type of teams grow as well
2: yeah i mean you'd be surprised Though north carolina is a a very popular state to play soccer in i mean we got all the colleges right um we've had some colleges actually go into the final of the ncaa so uh, there's talent here i mean two or three of our players are actually from this state right so it's uh you know, and they're starters, right? Like Brian Bronico, for instance, he's, he's probably about, well, about an hour outside of Charlotte is where he grew up. So, and he went to school in Charlotte. So you'd be surprised, like the grassroots level is very, very, very popular. So, you know, and with the younger kids, they, the parents take them and everything. So, you know, they're getting into the sport too, and they're more my age. So it's like, it's, it's growing, man. And it's, and it's, it's, it's good to see, like you said.
3: Yeah, and I love it's it. a great time. It's a great time. And they've totally embraced the whole idea of a party and they, you know, they put out merch that said, are you ready to party? Let's party. And the everyone that's been waiting for it on the wings that, you know, might have already gone to NFL, but plenty of people who could, could care less about the Panthers or college football from all over the place. I mean, we're, we're big enough and we're at crossroads in between North and South and over, you know, the East part. But the, the basic idea is people are waiting for it. And now that it's here, and it's the inaugural season, you know. Last season, it's our baby, you know. It, it's yeah. it's birthed with us, and that's the best point too. Is w- the coaches will come and go, the players will come and go, but we will always be here. And for us to start it, and and to see these little kids that we interview on the street, that kid's gonna be eighteen, and then he'll be thirty eight, and the team will be here, and he'll remember doing that. Yeah. And hopefully, Preach I'll
0: be. You, here. I know about you, you Lee.
3: I don't know about you, Lee. That's right. I'm doing some southern preaching now.
0: <laughs> let's go.
3: Oh y'all, come to the Church of Charlotte FC. <laughs> yeah,
0: let's go. And let's hang
3: out. No, actually, it works out well because the galaxy name—that's one thing I wanted to talk about—to <laughs> flip it to y'all. But <laughs> the galaxy—you know, just thinking—do y'all have any, like Star Trek nights or, you know, whatever? Have they played up the whole galaxy name over the years? Because so, y'all, the OGs—I mean, y'all were the first I ones out the gate. You know what i'm saying y'all y'all the real deal and we we we, we the new kids on the block literally so what's up with the galaxy and you in the void what's that about
1: <laughs> well um the whole galaxy thing when it first started uh i remember way back in 96 i was there at i was there at the very first game um and um i remember it there was a it was curious like why are they calling the la galaxy a lot of people drew a lot of parallels to uh the famous nasl team near cosmos and I think Galaxy wanted to capture uh, some of that same, um, I guess, legendary feeling that the Cosmos has. Because I remember the Cosmos, um, they had some of the best players in the world at the time. With, well, pele the greatest ever, and Beckenbauer. And um, they, they, they were an amazing team while they lasted. And I think Galaxy wanted to get some of that same feel about, you know, directly copying the same homework. Uh, But a lot of people, I remember like at the beginning, it wasn't explicitly explained. uh, And I felt it was open to interpretation. And the way I interpreted it was that L.A. itself, Greater Los Angeles is so massive, it's huge. Right. And I felt like Los Angeles was like a giant culture, uh, a giant galaxy of cultures and peoples and traditions. But then several years later somebody decided to go back and actually canonize what it meant and they said oh it's it's in honor of all the hollywood stars and all the movie no. stars and the hollywood <laughs> culture no. and i was like man i like That's my interpretation bullshit,
3: better man i'm all for what you said because when you fly into lax you first start coming in, it's like lights upon lights upon lights upon lights upon. And it is such an expanse.
0: Yeah. It is
3: so huge. And, and you're right. All those lights. like a galaxy, man. Screw that. Yeah. And
0: to, to answer your other question, yes, we have like Star Wars nights uh, <laughs> here uh, when there's some home games. Uh, there's one more question um, that we got asked for you guys. GK13 on Instagram asks, is it true that Charlotte's Web is a Charlotte FC official play.
2: Say that one more time? If Charlotte's Charlotte's Web Web.
0: is an official play for Charlotte FC.
3: Hey, whoever you are, number one, I've never heard anyone do the pun play of Charlotte's Web (laughs) (laughs) or, or the movie with Charlotte's Web. That is awesome, I love it, thank you. You've given me creative content for at least 30 minutes. (laughs) <laughs> and the answer would be no <laughs> i've never heard that but i love it charlotte's web i'm gonna remember
2: Sounds like that. a good tifo idea
3: yeah <laughs> you're right
2: yeah, you're I, I um
3: i was
1: gonna say something i, I because you guys mentioned how the, the team came to be and uh like i had telling you guys before we came on my wife is from north carolina she uh, she grew up there and for as long as I've known her, I would, you know, visit her in North Carolina when she still lived there. And I would do my best to go out and uh, take in the culture that meant going to Hurricanes games because uh, she, she lived in Triangle. So I, would, I went to the Carolina Hurricanes. And when I found out they had the Carolina Railhawks, I was going to their games. And so whenever I could, I would try to support the, the, the sport uh, in North Carolina because, you know, it, it didn't, they didn't draw big crowds. But I was like, you know what? Uh, they need all the support they can get, and I'm gonna give them support. So I would, I would buy gear. I have some Carolina Railhawks gear. Uh, when they decided to switch to NCFC and they made that push for MLS, I remember I invested in the team. Um, and then uh, later on, uh, in, um, in uh, I'm sorry, with the Premier League squad uh, uh, at FC when they came out, I did the this, this same thing. I even bought a season ticket package, and it was raffled off to somebody, and. Then when, when Charlotte came on, I remember thinking to myself, you know, I really wonder if they're going to be able to pull it off. Because I remember that there was the Independence, and I don't remember the Independence being like that big of a hit.
2: But the Independence was kind of big, and they had a pretty good following. And then apparently the owner said some racial slurs or something on Twitter one day. And then there was a big backlash. And so they kind of dwindled off. And then obviously, mm. the MLS team comes in and uh, kind of just overtakes him right so it's just kind of sad to see but it's it's a good cheap night out for the family
1: yeah uh, i was gonna say to me it was, it was a pleasant surprise because i after seeing what happened in atlanta i was like you know i wonder if charlotte's gonna be able to do the same thing and capture that same emotion that that same hype. <laughs> and, yeah, and you guys did amazing you you broke the record for like single you know, well, game attendance
2: we've at like,
3: been in 3-1 at
2: home more than a week too
3: but having it in an NFL stadium and mean, they pulled out all the stops to get every single person there, that was an insane night. I know uh, uh, Edgar, you have one of the minted, you showed it to me earlier. So this, that night they gave away, put it closer to the camera so people can actually see the little patch. It's like a little stick on patch, but it really, I mean, it adheres really well. And if you were there that night, you got one, but they are all over the place. Um, but still that, You see some people with the original kit wearing that. But um, the basic point for me was it was in Bank of America Stadium. It was the big time. And and Bank of America Stadium had already started bringing in these uh, friendly matches. So they would have these friendlies between who like Lee, like Honduras and whoever, you know, year after year, like Premier League would come over, La Liga, someone would come over and people would come out of the woodwork to come see it. And it was definitely a big Latino vibe, but they would show up. So once our own team that was at the top of AKA MLS in America, that's when I think all the people were like, this is the big big time. And it was in the stadium that's downtown that many people are already used to going to, to uh, watch games with the Panthers. So, worked out and you got a billionaire owner who can definitely flush money and help things out as much as possible theoretically theoretically <laughs> yeah from what I've been noticing you guys have been doing a
1: lot of good a lot of things right uh, I remember telling the guys about my experience going to the LA Galaxy kit launch in downtown LA they uh, if, I don't know if you guys uh, know what happened it, they chose this historic movie theater that i remember going to watch movies when i was a kid in the 80s and uh but this theater is it's old and uh, i mean it's it's something that it's a relic and it's it should be like a, a monument more than, more more than to be used and they decided to have it there as i don't know exactly why because they've had it they've had kit launches before at la live which is across the street from staple center and that was a big hit um so they they did it the small theater and uh, because of the Klein out protest, it was there weren't that many people. There was actually a group of people protesting across the street from the this movie from this movie theater. And uh, once you were inside, it was really dark and dim, and yeah. they, it took a while for them to get going. I've told the guys it reminded me a lot of a very badly this. Uh, planned high school recital or something like that oh, it, no. because it was dark and dim the spotlight was it they weren't hitting the right people
3: and and it's in la though yeah it's, people who know how to produce you a show think, right? with lights and microphones and sound i mean holy shit man what the and hell happened
1: that they, even told people you know hang out you know hang out after the the kit lunch because the players are going to be available for photographs and full fo- and uh, you know and photos and everything you could talk to them and and then uh, they brought out the team they were all wearing the new kit the players left and everybody's just like That's
2: it, huh? what's going yeah.
1: on right and Joe Totino who's our uh who's our play-by-play guy he was up on stage and I, I waved him down I was like Joe what's, what's going on he's like I don't know I'm like the MC doesn't know what's going on They're like what's going on I was like uh, are we Is it going to be like an autograph session in a photo session? What's going on? He's like, actually, the players already left. And then I remember, like, I feel everybody was so disappointed. Right. And I remember, like, later on seeing uh, Lee's footage from, like, y'all's kit launch. And I was blown away. I was like, holy shit. These guys went all out. Uh, I leave.
2: When the team puts on an event, they go all out man. they don't hold back. I just wish they'd spend more money on the pitch.
3: Yeah. We yeah. need grass. We need <laughs>
2: grass. 100%. <laughs> what, what was speaking.
3: it
1: like? Lee, can you can you just quickly describe what the kit launch was like cuz I remember seeing you guys sipping like wine and they had nice ambient oh, we, lighting. Well,
2: well uh, last, the last one was the Royal Kit. Right. And they made it like a royal experience, that red carpet rolled out and you walked Oh, uh, you
3: talking about the most recent ones Ed, Edgar? Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I mean, and then they had it set up where you had, like, the, the, the crown chair or whatever they want to call it. They just had some real chill light. And so you know, and it was all in that purple of the kit.
3: You know what was funny, though, Edgar? <laughs> Is that, you know, they had the stadium lights now because it was done at night. They had the stadium lights. And so the modern ones, they can do the light shows and they can do all these different LED colors and stuff. So because it was going to be the royal and it was all about purple – they had the purple lights on. Well, purple lights, like a black light, makes all the colors change. So I'm sitting there trying to film people with the new kit that is purple in purple light, and it made it look black it was purple light with purple light. So they're trying to do like if it was daytime, that purple because everyone's wearing it and it's all on all the banners and everywhere around, it would have looked awesome. However, they chose which would still look great, but it was interesting. You know, nighttime, all purple light, and it everything was like a black light. If you were wearing, you know, green, it was like day glow and stuff like that. So, but it was still fun. I mean, they did a good job. They're like seven, eight players that came out. But also, you know, it's at the, the the NFL stadium, so they also, you know, they have the smoke cannons and there's so much stuff they already have there, and they know how to do, and they know the vendors to bring in for fireworks and. They're they're used to putting on
0: big shows. Well, speaking of big shows and players and grass and kits, the LA Galaxy take on Charlotte FC this weekend. Uh, Two teams, well, one team on our team who has been in very bad form um, in MLS. Uh, Charlotte, who just came off a defeat against Nashville last week in a
2: controversial mm.
0: penalty kick I would say and of course uh, the Open Cup I mean you guys didn't put your starters in the Open Cup but it was still a back to back L uh, we coming off a, a win against our rivals so these two teams are coming in in different uh, different heights with yeah, well, the recent letting games. that
2: slide under the table a little bit though man you say, <laughs> um, you say you're gonna win you come off of your biggest rival win but you know We all know. I believe um, a wise man told me in the Twitter chat that they put out their second team and you barely won. So, uh... oh
0: yeah, a wins a win though, (laughs) which you could get a win win. against anybody, especially your rivals. A wins a win. (laughs) Points are
3: points are points.
0: Yeah. Um, How are you? How does a team come to LA? Uh, I know you guys don't have that bad of an away record but what is the key things that that you guys are looking for to come to LA and maybe steal a point or three points?
2: uh, Definitely three. So, um, I don't know. Our our problem with that team is we can't finish. So we like the, the defensive line is kind of questionable too, but the, the hardest part, and it was very prominent last night is like the opportunities. We just can't take them. So, um, you know, if everybody's firing and, you know, we get some key injury players back, I think we'll be all right. And be at a, I think we're going to come away with a 2-1 win.
0: Ooh, already gave in the prediction scores. 2-1. Wow, yeah,
2: uh, just because my battery's about to die. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: you're right. <laughs> all right. What about you, JT, sir? How do you see it this weekend?
3: I'm saying 2-1 us as well because uh, we haven't been finishing too great in the last third but I don't know. Getting beat by Birmingham and the yeah, U. we
2: played us. We played our fringe players I, there, man. I, and then we had a man. I know. Stand off, so I know. I get know. too carried away.
3: I'm not getting too carried away. But don't forget, you're an old man who's mature <laughs> and you can take criticism. However, most of these guys are in their early twenties and people were talking mad stuff about them
2: yeah but it comes losing with the
3: day i know i'm just saying a little fire in the belly and you know you know uh going out there to LA to la la land out in the galaxy <laughs> yeah
2: they're they're halfway there anyways
3: <laughs> yeah, i think you know i really do think they're going to come out and you know compete and play and i think they're going to they're going to win 2-1 two, 2-1 win. Two, two, one. Two, one?
0: Yeah, um, who is your biggest threat right now on the offensive side? Is it Jesse Miriam? Cause you guys just, yeah, he's definitely uh, been from. a
2: good pickup for us. He's been a solid yeah. pickup, At first I just thought he was going to be a, like just the off the bench kind of guy, but he's came in and he's really, he's made the team shine, man. And, uh, went around him. Westwood is a good one too, though. So, and he's really just kind of come back from injury. So he was out like, I don't know, four or five games. So it's, uh, them two together make a big difference for us. Again, it all comes down to that last shot and goal, that finishing, right? Yeah.
1: How yeah. about Hizal Capetti? You know. I know that when he came in, uh, there there's a lot of expectations on him. He scored that banger and, you know, uh, he, to get yeah, but started.
2: He, he, but the big thing with him though, is uh, just be a little tougher. Stay on your feet. Don't, don't look for the call all the time. I think he's just been marked by the refs now. So, uh,
3: but he has yeah. been coming on lately and, and, Still still has still has a shot for falling, but at the same time, he's been scoring more. So he's trying to find that balance. But yeah, he's the fire Argentinian, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh I remember just seeing Miriam would always kill us with when he played with Ralph Salt Lake. Maybe one of the players that I'm most afraid of, just because he kind of knows the galaxy. Yeah. Uh one thing that probably is going to play against you guys is just the travel uh from coast to coast people say it's not yeah, well, a big I'm deal but they it's
2: probably left from out from uh alabama i would reckon right and just float fly the ones that didn't out
0: yeah and so, you know, no, go ahead and
2: get them no, out but there. still
3: you're still going you know it's you're leaving on a thursday morning or whatever to go continue out west
0: Yeah. And and it's it's a tough, tough road uh, for any team, even when West Coast teams head out there. It's a time difference. Uh, The jet lag does become a thing. And that's one of the things that might play uh, in favor for us to maybe even get some type of result. Edgar, what do you think uh, this weekend is going to look like?
1: uh i'm actually uh, very curious to see how both teams are going to react because before that loss to nashville and then the the loss in the open cup to birmingham i felt that uh charlotte fc was had turned things around especially the way you guys went down to atlanta and you just completely just crushed them embarrassed them in their, in their own home i remember um, oh, we lost lee but um I remember uh, I went onto an Atlanta podcast and uh, they were discussing that match against Charlotte and I remember telling them, "You guys are going to lose. You guys are going to lose to you know to Charlotte. Charlotte, you know, and Atlanta are two teams headed in different directions at this point." And they're like, "You know, you're probably right. That's that's probably what's going to happen." And then you guys went down there and completely took care of business. Uh, so I'm not sure. If that loss to Nashville was just a hiccup, like we said, it was a very fluky loss. And Galaxy, that that, that win over LAFC was kind of it's kind of a mirage, right? Because it came against uh, a bunch of youngins, and uh, Gra- Galaxy struggled against them. A bunch of twenty-one-year-olds. They really struggled against them. They struggled against DC. They struggled against Columbus. Mm-hmm. Somehow they beat San Jose, and you know that's like in the middle of like this desert of losses. So. I, I really don't feel too confident of uh, LA Galaxy heading into this match. I feel like Charlotte's going to want to bounce back and get a quality victory on the road against a team that historically, you know, has been, you know, the 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 flagship of this league and maybe get a little well, not a little, a good measure of revenge for yes. that opening loss. You know, a couple of years ago. I mean, yeah, a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, well, yeah, a year and a half ago, our first, yeah.
3: hour, our inaugural match, and it was one zero. It was such a beautiful night, and so many people. It, that night was insane, for many reasons, but um, yeah. And then to lose one zero, ugh. I have, I have like three uh, scarfs that have, you know, inaugural match, and has the date, and then it says L.A. Galaxy. At least it's written. Or it's stitched in uh, our colors, so I can remember <laughs> it that way, you know. But nonetheless, nonetheless, guys, thanks for having us on. I appreciate it. Hey, what's the so? What's the scene like before a game there? Oh what's my god, the, we were where, just where discussing Where's the that. stadium? The <laughs> all tailgate? Are people uh, hanging out? I mean, what's the scene?
1: It's complicated right now, to be honest. Yeah, very, it's complicated. very, very complicated. Very complicated. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just. I'll set it up and then uh, Brian can continue. Uh, it's it's this is all swirling around the whole client out thing. Um, in our stadium, we have three major um, supporters groups and then like two smaller ones. Yes. The, the, you know, there's the original, the Galaxians. Uh, I'm a charter member of the Galaxians, uh, although I don't sit with them anymore. And there's
3: four total. Four total?
1: Five. We have five. So then, then there's uh, the LA Riot Squad, then there's Angel City Brigade, which is the biggest, and then there's uh, Ghost Galaxy Ultras, right, Ghost Galaxy Ultras, and then there's uh, the Galaxy Outlaws. And um, so all, all the supporters groups were united in the boycott against the club because of the, the displeasure with the way President Chris Klein was running the team. So... Even before the season started, they had announced that they were going to be boycotting the team in many different ways. A lot of them were saying that they're going to no longer uh, renew their season tickets. They weren't going to attend matches. They weren't going to buy merch. They weren't going to uh, if they did attend matches, they weren't going to buy drinks or food. So any which way that they could make their make their presence felt right. And like I said, I went to the kit launch, which was in early February, and uh, they were there outside on the street and they got a lot of attention. Um, and then for the opening match uh, they were protesting in numbers outside so the process was on right and everybody knew there's no supporters groups at all inside the stadium it was a very quiet uh, atmosphere for uh, for a, for a oh, match
3: man. and oh, that's gonna suck for the players
1: yeah and it, it was, it was noticeable
3: it you had to do what you had to do but oh man so sad
1: yeah no, no it was very noticeable uh, people on broadcast started noticing it uh, and then when it seemed like they were getting some traction, the the wheels came off uh, a little bit I guess. One of the one of the supporters groups decided to negotiate on their own and they did so with the guy that everybody was protesting against uh, they wanted some concessions and I guess they got them or at least some of them haven't met. And uh, against everybody else's um, expectations, they went back. I guess you could say they they broke lines. They went back to the stadium, and they're back there. And um, Damn, they 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 they, 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 they put out, they put out a tifo. This is the this is the most difficult nah. I mean, part.
0: All, all that stuff. I mean, we're kind of over it already. Uh yeah. Some some of the stuff that we care not to mention anymore, just because it's it's draining to everybody that's involved with the LA Galaxy, everybody that supports LA Galaxy. Uh, And it's just one of those things that, I mean, we'll see how the atmosphere is next season. Um, Then we can talk about it then. Uh, Actually, want to request a number. You said 1 through 15 before we went on, correct? Yeah. Let me get number seven. (laughs) Number seven. Ah,
3: that is uh, ironic. Because number seven is what's the tailgate scene like? <laughs> no way. That was, was that. <laughs> Alright, so we've already done that one. Guess again. Guess again.
0: Number three, my lord. Pick number three. Number three. We're going number okay, three. Okay,
3: so so, Brant um, uh, Lee brought him up earlier, but Brant Bronico, which is such a great name anyway, is is one of he's our midfielder. He's our workhorse. He's our spirit of our team. He has an awesome mullet. It's beautiful. It's such a beautiful mullet. You'll see it. But he grew up like an hour and a half in High Point. Not the Triangle, Edgar, the Triad, which is over at Winston-Salem, whatever. And then he went college at UNC Charlotte, and then he uh, got drafted by Chicago Fire. And then when we became a team, he got pulled in here. And he, we love Ronico so much. So I just want people to Appreciate and watch that beautiful mullet of (laughs) Brent Veronica as he is running running all through the midfield.
0: Hey, the the goal that he scored against Nashville was actually beautiful. That was all strength right there.
3: Yeah, he gets his chances and he takes advantage. But just, you know, hearing him on the field, you know, me being on the pitch with the meaty pass often enough or whatever. He's such a leader. He's just good stuff. We love him.
0: Yeah. Edgar, pick a number.
3: Okay, Uh about number one? Number one. So what's the rivalry like with LAFC? Since y'all are the OGs and they're the new kids on the block in your town, how does that work between both clubs? I mean, like we said, LA is so huge, you know, square miles and stuff. It, are they just totally on a different side of
0: town or what's that like? No, they're actually what, like a... 15 minute drive away from where we're at Um, right up the road the rivalry it stems from before that so yeah before yeah before LAFC was LAFC there was a team by the name of Chivas USA who played in the same stadium as the LA Galaxy so when that uh when that club went down and they dismantled uh LAFC resurfaced uh not so long ago with the same I don't want to say ownership it's pretty what would you much call from, from, right from the
1: ashes from the ashes of, of Chivas USA uh Don Garber went in there and he won he Don Garber really wanted to have another club within the city cuz he felt like there was a lot of revenue to be to be uncovered so from the ashes of Chivas USA
3: don yes. garber is the owner of the clippers too the big the big time no, he's really- a
1: he's a commissioner of mls oh yeah
3: i'm trying to remember i was like i know that Oh, i think that
1: don sterling the owner. No, no don sterling is the old owner of the clippers yeah, yeah okay i'll get
3: everything mixed up okay I'm, no, I'm so, yeah so he he um he
1: want, he he felt like there was a lot more revenue to be found within the city because it's such a big city like you said so he didn't want to give up on Chivas usa and Around the same time, he also forced into creation uh, NYCFC in New York. So uh, uh, NYCFC and LAFC are two of his pet projects. And so learning from the mistakes that Chivas USA made because the, the name Chivas USA Chivas is the nickname of a team from Mexico, from Guadalajara. Yeah, I'm, 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 and
3: yeah,
1: so, I'm Guadalajara, well, they were the owners of this team. Uh, it was the same ownership group. And it was kind of ironic because Guadalajara traditionally is known for never having any players that are not Mexican. So they're, for their entire their history, they've always had only had Mexican players. What? And now suddenly, they had a team in MLS in the United States with a brand Chivas USA. So it was like really like what, what the heck? Um, they had a very niche following, uh, very passionate fans, very niche following. And um, there was a, they had some seasons where they were okay. And Galaxy and then butted heads in the playoffs and Galaxy beat them every time. Um, it was it, it was it was a pretty tense robbery for a while, but they, they had so many issues behind the scenes. Uh, their ownership really wanted to stick to the whole. We just want to have like Mexican American ownership or something. And so they were accused of racism from, from the they, old
3: cheapest from, from you know, what they were and rising back from the ashes, like you said. They in the pet project, like you know, giving the thumbs up from the commissioner. Mm-hmm. Like, go ahead, and do this. Y'all want to do it? If you want to be chief of USA, but they're still trying to keep it culturally mainly Mexican.
1: No, they completely wiped the slate clean.
3: What? And
1: and they said we're gonna we're gonna bring back you know whatever you know this this franchise rebrand it with a whole different name, a whole different ownership. They did they did a lot of focus groups. They brought in all these different people. They brought in. The, the core group of the fans that they had, which was a pretty uh, small group of people. And from there, they started bringing in different people, factions, and they got a ton of owners. They have Magic Johnson, Mia Hamm, former baseball uh, okay. players, movie stars, all these different people invested in the team. So they have a ton of, of money that they could use. And um, one, of the, one of the most ironic things as a Galaxy fan was I remember Galaxy always wanted to have like their own stadium, like in the city when Galaxy first started, they were they had to play games at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. Right. And we always wanted to have a stadium in L.A. itself, proper. And but the, but because the footprint of the sport wasn't that big, that substantial, there, uh, there was a lot of pushback. So when Galaxy finally did get their own stadium, it wasn't in the city proper, but it's still within the county of L.A. And uh, that's where a lot of people say, you know, L.A., Galaxy plays in Carson when. LAFC came along. They were they they were given a plot of land really close to downtown LA, uh, and they got to build this you know nice new stadium really close to the center of the city.
3: This is my I can't even right now, Bell. <laughs> I putting that one. That's bullshit. Are you kidding me? Yeah.
0: 100. Are you kidding
3: me? Y'all been For... waiting all y'all. You've been way out in Pasadena, old ass fucking coliseum, and then. And then they're like, all right, we'll get you in L.A. County. And you're out in Carson. And then the LAFC, a.k.a. Old Chivas, comes out. And they're like, no, no, you, you're cool, man. You're right down here. You're right down here. Downtown. That's both.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's they bullshit.
1: got stadium. They got everything Everything nice. That, everything Galaxy ever, like, desired it was pretty much handed to them on a silver platter i don't know if it's a generational thing like hey you guys go <laughs> have everything you want you know everything you need all the all the resources you
0: need yeah and, and just the entitlement of their fan base as well is what kind of irks us um especially since a lot of them are ex-galaxy fans that's yeah. what really pisses off and on top of that their supporter group captain was the captain of the old chivas usa uh supporter group their old coach bob Bradley. Coach Chivas USA, so there was a lot of links between that. I mean, and we already didn't like Chivas USA as a team because they were playing in our stadium. And now, you know, I mean, that other team did it right. They have a good fan base. They they have a good team right now. Uh, and yeah, and that hurt. You know, it gets us mad because we're shit. <laughs>
1: they they did a very good job as far and in the front office with their general managers and like the people that they brought in to build a team um they, they brought in some good players and then just brought in the people that they needed to
3: make the, the team work around well, these people
1: I mean, meanwhile
2: I, i'm um, sorry this,
3: to Edgar, but honestly it sounds like you know just looking at it from from my point of view it's like y'all were the experiment you are the ogs and then when it came in they're like okay now we're going to do it this way we're going to have these investors and we're going to have it downtown you know, it's like y'all were, y'all were. You know, the the, the beta test of an MLS soccer team in LA for sure. And then LAFC is like, like you said, the the commissioner. Everyone's like, oh, let's make this perfect little baby or whatever.
1: I mean, is it also? It also happened on the East Coast because is there any coincidence that New York City FC and LAFC won back to back championships?
3: Bam! <laughs> Bam! That's some hot conspiracy theory right there <laughs> i like that i like uh,
1: that i, I mean and, and as far as the rivalry um it's it's it, it goes it goes from being like you have a friend who's an lafc fan you guys kind of chuckle about it you're like ha ha ha. okay you know our guys are gonna play each other you know a friendly handshake and uh, screw you <laughs> to like outright violence there's been actually violence between the supporters groups and it's 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 it sucks, you know. You, you they, they, I don't feel. I feel like the that type of violence doesn't have a place in, in the sport, right? In any sport. And um, a lot of them, though, are very aggressive. Uh, I've I've heard of them getting in the scuffles with fans from different teams, of Portland, San Jose, Seattle, RSL, uh, Columbus, um, Columbus. So, yeah so i always tell people you know from others you know that follow their teams when they come and when they go into their state i'm gonna tell them just you know be very careful because these guys it takes very little to like trigger them or for them to try to get you to fight with them and alcohol doesn't make things easier (laughs) so um yeah Yeah. this this, it's been that's a bad there's a lot of bad blood there so
3: to answer your question <laughs> <laughs> and that's number one folks yeah. that's number one
0: well the la galaxy plays started this weekend uh draft kings has the odds at la galaxy minus 145 the draw at plus 295 and charlotte at plus 340. what does that mean it means that the la galaxy is favorite eddie
1: Yes, pretty heavily favored. Um, about to go put some money on Charlotte. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. I have the LA Galaxy winning, to be honest, on this one. Uh, it's going to be a tight one. I want to say 2-1. The LA Galaxy get a win at home. Um, just because I feel that beating LAFC's 20-year-olds may have gave them some type of momentum. Uh, and I know the travel going to be hard for, for Charlotte, so... Hopefully we see it win. I, uh, I don't want to see them lose again because I'm actually going to be there this weekend, <laughs> so that was. Uh,
3: I think it's going to be interesting because it's like you know their energy, you know, wasn't wasn't the the, the normal starting squad on Wednesday in Birmingham, and playing on Wednesdays one thing, but then again they just lost to you know a lower league team. I think it's. And they came, they they should have won that match. They definitely should have won. But I think they're, I think their their pride is on the line a little bit. So it's going to be interesting. I think with y'all and your record being so bad and them coming out there and jet lag is real. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I, it's it's a toss up to me. I'm still saying two one Charlotte.
0: Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> you got to say with the home scene. Well, JT, thank you for, uh, being with us today uh i know it's getting late on yours end of the um your side of the world, <laughs> cool of the world. <laughs> so uh, thank you once again and of course thank lee for us i know his phone ended up dying
3: i hope he found his car or whatever,
0: oh, whatever.
3: it'd be, it'd hey, be we only rad. got the two numbers so next time we play each other there's plenty more to talk
0: about Uh, let's do one more number before we leave no
3: Uh, no we gotta go my
0: wife (laughs) (laughs) from (laughs) Edgar Bryant and from JT all the way out in Charlotte Uh, we're gonna get up out of here so everyone thank you for tuning in Uh, keep on nagging